On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. Uh, let's go to uh, America, where there's obviously been a lot of discussion about the Supreme Court ruling on Friday in the Dobbs case, which effectively overturns. Roe versus Wade. That means that there is no longer a constitutional right to abortion and it now goes back to state-by-state laws to decide exactly how all of this should stand. Killian Woods is a senior business reporter with The Business Post. He is based and has been based for the last couple of months in New York. Um, Killian, thanks for getting up early to talk to us this Sunday morning. Um, obviously, there is no prospect of abortion rights being walked back in a place like New York. Uh, but what has been the response there to that ruling on Friday? Do you know what? Like, it, there's been definitely a sense of shock, and some people have looked at that and thinking, like, well, why, why would you be shocked? This has been ten years coming. This has been as a result of Donald Trump loading the um, Supreme Court with you know people who are likely going <laughs> to overturn Roe versus Wade ultimately. But I think some of that shock has come from a lot of people I've talked to here and just seeing in the media. People clinging on to the hope that that leak of the SCOTUS decision in May, early, early May, was kind of going to be tactical in some way, that someone was behind that and was leaking it for for whatever reason, they whatever side of the aisle they were on, to actually try and maybe stop it in its tracks and get some public reaction out there to show how much people will be vehement against this. So the shock has come that it's actually come true now, that you know, for Roe versus Wade has been, as you said, effectively overturned. Then there's predictable reactions from obviously the kind of the Republican, Democrats, and all, all sides of the political spectrum here. What's more interesting probably is the middle ground commentators who are maybe middle to right middle ground commentators who are calling it like a celebrating of democracy, where you know this is a it's not the Supreme, Supreme Court's role to read to, to to just write law, it's to read law. And, you know, this will give power back to states. And, you know, but then again, already the debate today is now moving on to, and really yesterday, what's next? So, you know, just as Clarence Thomas, and sure a lot of people saw, really put a lot of other things that were in the 14th, that interpretations of the Supreme Court in the past connected to the 14th Amendment on, on the table. You know, we're talking about contraception, we're talking about, you know, same-sex sexual activity, we're talking about the right of gay couples to marry, because all of those are kind of connected to the 14th Amendment. Now, more so the first two, um, the um, same-sex couples to marry, that's kind of on the right to marry, whereas the other one's on the right to privacy, which is very much what Roe versus Wade was based on. So if Roe versus Wade has now been overturned, you know, really contraception and same-sex marriage, same-sex sexual activity, mm. they're kind of on the table now. Uh, I think the fascinating thing about the, whether the Supreme Court's role is to uh, to read law and not to write, I think that maybe what, what's so surprising about this is that they have gone back on their own established case law. So maybe you get into a situation now where the court can change its mind from time to time depending on where the cases come from. And that, that could be um, interesting in itself. Um, so obviously not much, um, obviously some pushback in New York about the concerns about the rest of the country. Um, what about elsewhere? Has there been uh, much pushback or indeed uh, any rallies celebrating the, the ruling on Friday? Yeah, there are definitely some rallies celebrating it. You know, so a lot of people point towards this has been a, some, like a, the Republican side, the Republican-leaning voters would say this is something they never thought they'd see in their lifetime. So they definitely celebrated yesterday and the day and the day before saying, this is, look, look what's actually been achieved. So, but broadly, bigger rallies opposing the decision we've seen, especially in, in where, where I'm living in New York, Washington Square Park, Union Square were, were two locations for huge gatherings. And then, well, again, we're expecting to see a lot more over this in the next coming months. There's Jane's Revenge, which is a pro-abortion rights group. They came out on Friday promising a summer of rage, that's to quote them, and saying it's open season on anti-abortion groups. And I think that's prompted the Homeland Security to kind of come out and, and say we kind of expect they expect violence could occur over the next few weeks. So I think that's an interesting maybe reaction of where this could go and how how. Maybe, 
dangerous it could get maybe 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 see the kind of on the scale we saw during the black lives matter movement during the kind of in the first year of the pandemic i think that's 2020 mm-hmm. where people took the streets in, 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 in huge numbers that hasn't quite transpired yet you know the large parts of new york and the country yes yes they were still quite sedate and, and there was very much cl- gatherings clustered in in like like washington square park union square in new york okay. i think what's next though and in pushback you'll see is um on that line the eyes are now on Kansas, I think, in August. That seems to be a lot of, a lot of people are saying. They're, that's where, so Kansas actually at the moment, its constitution does enshrine the right to abortion. But in August, there's going to be a vote to possibly change, to take to take away that right. I think that would be the first proper big barometer of what okay. a, a huge population actually thinks. I'll, I'll, at the moment, we go off political poll, uh, polls, which you know aren't necessarily always a perfect measure of, of what people think. So actually, Kansas, that will be really what people think. And then also the midterms. But I, at this moment, political strategists are saying that actually Actually, cost of living issues are really much bigger for the the swing voters. You know, you have your people who will be pro-abortion and, will, and would see as, as people see as a right for women. You have people on the other side of the spectrum who would be anti-abortion, and in the middle. Maybe it's not an, an issue that they really vote on. You know, that's what people are saying at the moment. Is cost of living is a much bigger issue that will hit the midterm. So, will it actually sway in, in voters in in November at the near the end of the year? Maybe not. Okay, well, it's kind of interesting because there's there's some takes on this side of the Atlantic that maybe it would be something to energize Democratic voters ahead of November, and maybe that's not going to come to pass. But you could make the point that Democrats don't necessarily need to wait for an election because they hold the White House, they hold the House, they have a tie-breaking vote in the Senate, so they could legislate now. And, and maybe sometimes it seems like Democrats are forever calling for people to give them a mandate and not actually using it. Is that a fair critique? Yeah, that's a question I like. I think a lot of us looking out from outside into America for a long time, especially the Obama um, tenure and now Biden, is that like what, what, what's what's really holding you back from making big decisions on gun laws, on abortion, and, and that's more, a question more people are starting to ask here now. And I think that was very very well illustrated on Friday. So Barack Obama tweeted on Friday saying his dissatisfaction or his solidarity with women who were now reeling from this decision, and what quickly resurfaced, and he's kind of seen as the actually the maybe it's a bit, bit broad here but the do nothing wrong president like uh, broadly very very favorable and in, in the opinion polls Barack Obama is still quite loved by the nation but what resurfaced after he tweeted that was a piece from 2009 where he said it was like he favored abortion rights but actually passing law guaranteeing those rights was not his top priority and you know it's really coming back to bite them now that they've had a, such a long they had really had a huge tenure in, in power between Obama and Biden now even, even with Trump in the middle that they didn't do anything and now we're starting to see maybe for politically motivated reasons maybe to garner some 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 of their own kind of backing for it, the likes of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez although I, I believe probably quite genuine in, in what she's t- tweeting and what she's saying at the moment is bringing this question more to the fore now and quite damningly calling out the president and democratic leaders saying like how much of a majority do we need don't just say to us go vote anymore don't just say to us give us six six dollars to win this election you know do we need how much of a majority do we need in these houses to actually enact change why not we have it now we need and just do it clearly that the opinion polls that they she would feel a lot of democrats would feel show huge support for this so it will it damage you at the polls possibly not and in the background then if the republicans kind of pointing towards this saying look what we can do we, we, we've actually achieved what many even in our own party thought was the unachievable overturn roe versus wade what can we do next they would have been they're trying to paint this as a huge issue that was un, un, un overturnable if that's a word mm. we can do anything now uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating outlook because I think again, a lot of people in this side of the world would think it would energise democratic voters but maybe actually as you're right it could vindicate what Republicans can do even when they're in the minority um, we're completely out of time Killian Woods senior business reporter with the Business Post joining us live from New York this morning thank you very much as I said for getting up so early where you are uh, to talk to us this lunchtime uh, here at home 
On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC. Sunday morning at 11. On News Talk.